Welcome to the Sterling Foursquare Church Podcast. Our mission is to offer hope for the broken, lives that are thriving, the equipping of believers, and the launching of leaders. More info can be found at sterlingfoursquare.com. Thank you for joining us today. We started a series, <clears throat> excuse me, we started a series a few weeks ago uh, called Called Out. And it really comes from uh, uh, Matthew chapter uh, 16 or 18. 16. I, you know, if you don't have these when you're my age, things can go bad really quick. <laughs> Matthew 16. Okay. Matthew 16, Jesus said, I will build my church. And the word he used for church is ecclesia. It's a term that means to be called out, to be called out to a specific purpose, to be called out to a specific gathering together, to be called out. And in that, that first message, when Ben was talking to us about it, the letter to Ephesus is talking very simply, Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus, a group of believers who had been called out, and that they are being told and talked to about not only the identity of who they are, but also the activity that is supposed to flow from their lives. And so we had that little catch, catchphrase very simply, to be different and to do different. And so our study in the book of Ephesians is really revolving around those two things. One, the idea of identity to be, but then also to do differently to become and to be all that God wants us to be. We followed that up the very next week with Aaron and Alina being here. And they, of course, talked and shared with us about the fact that they were called out, really called out, to be not only from part of this body of believers, but were called to a different culture, a different land, to Thailand. They were called out to be different, to live different, to do different, but also in a completely different land. Then last week we, we, we continued our study as we looked in Ephesians 1 at our true identity in Christ. And if you remember that the thought that came up was that over and over again, the Apostle Paul, when he was writing to the church, he was saying to them, in Christ, in Christ, with Christ, through Christ. This idea of over and over again drawing their attention that they had an identity that was literally built upon and rooted in Jesus Christ. And that Ben had shared with us this simple question. Are you in or are you out? Because if you are in, then everything that's being described to you there in Scripture is true of you, whether you feel it or not. And if you're out, none of those things are true, even if you want to say that they are. That to be in Christ is the seated identity of every member of the body of Christ, the ecclesia, the called out ones. This morning, what I want to begin to do is to talk to you a little bit further and we're going to look at the book of Ephesians chapter 2 about becoming different, about choosing to become what God has called you to be. That in spite of all that he has done, there is a choice that is necessary in our lives, not just once, but over and over and over again, if we are to become all that he wants us to be. I want you to remember three words. There are three words. They're right there on the back wall if you forget them. It's called yesterday, today, 
forever. Forever is my favorite one. Forever. I just like that word. Okay. But those three words are something that, that the Apostle Paul, when he writes to the church, is always touching on those three things and in that order. He's always reminding them of what yesterday was like for them, where they came from, what was going on in their life without Christ, and then moves them to a place of today, how they are meant to live and believe in this moment, because there is a future for them, a forever for them, with Christ in heavenly places with the Father God above. So it's with that in mind that I want to look a little bit at that, this book, and I want to start by beginning at verses 1 through 3 in this book of Ephesians and talking about becoming different. And the first thing we want to look at is simply this, and it's got to do with our yesterdays. I want you to stop for a moment and just think. What was it like for you before Christ? I, many of you probably came to the Lord when you were young. I was not that fortunate. I was pretty stubborn in my response to the gospel and, and, and literally went through a number of things to come to a place where I realized that maybe, maybe I needed somebody other than myself. But yesterday, it's where Paul always starts when he's going to take us higher and higher and higher. He starts from where we have been called. He starts at that beginning point of reminding us what it is like to live not just for a moment, but a lifetime without Christ. He starts in verse 1 by saying this, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our own flesh and following its desires and thoughts. We were all just like the rest. We were by nature deserving of wrath. There is something about our past that we all have in common. We were all outsiders. We were all dead. The word there actually means corpse. It means to have something that has a form on the outside but has no life inside. There's no vitality. There's no fullness. There's no completeness. And Paul says we were dead because of who we were without Christ. I would share with you that from the very beginning of life, there is one that is calling you out from death to life. There's one that is coming and calling and calling and calling to you in so many different ways, trying to draw you into a deeper and more lasting and fulfilling and complete life with God. So oftentimes we don't hear it. So oftentimes there's those whispers, those voices, those things that are happening in our life and we walk right by it. But that's not only what happens before we're in Christ. We oftentimes do the same thing when we are in Christ. God does something in our life and we still end up in a place where we hesitate to leave the yesterday. We hesitate to take and move from the past to become what God wants us to be right now. In my backyard the other, the other day, I got to suddenly become drawn into being a bird watcher. 
You know, I, how do you become a bird watcher when you're not a bird watcher? You happen to be walking by your sliding glass door and you look and there is this bundle of fur, not fur, feathers, that's just sitting there. And I have to look closely to realize that what it is, it's, it's a fledgling robin. It's just a, it's just a baby. It's got some feathers going, but it's just a little thing and it's not moving. I mean, not moving. So I'm thinking, okay, well, and I start to open the door, and as I do that, I can't tell you the squawking that I'm hearing. Off, off, to, off on this side of the porch up on the railing is a robin. That doesn't, okay, you can tell I'm not a bird watcher. That is not the way a robin sounds, but that's what you're getting, okay? You've got to get it from my, my ears hearing birds. I mean, I'm, I'm really focused as a bird watcher, okay? But I'm looking, they're making all this noise. That actually sounded kind of like a duck, didn't it? Okay, never mind. But that, this one's making noise over here. But it's not just one. There's another one that's just about like in a triangle like this over towards a tree, and it's squawking up a storm. And I'm thinking, whoa. Okay, they're trying to get this little one to do something. And so, and what's the little one doing? Nothing. I mean nothing. Not moving its head, not making a noise, nothing. It's just right there. And as I'm watching this unfold, I'm thinking, okay, and that goes on for a while. Finally, one of the birds flies down to it and then flies back away, still squawking. That bird doesn't move. And so I, I leaned, okay, well, I, I talked to the bird. Okay, I'm just being, I, just the way it is. I don't know why I do some of the things I do. I talk to the bird, okay? So I open up the screen and I kind of lean out and I go, little bird, if you don't move, you're dead. And then I just step back in. And I mean, they're squawking and squawking. That little bird is not moving. It's not till a little while later that what I notice is it somehow is responded to this call from its parents and it has made the big decision to take a turn and take a couple steps and it's now over on the edge of the porch, just standing there. And it's not moving. But then the mo one of the, I'm going to guess it's the mother, could have been the dad, I don't know, came and began to feed it. Began to feed it. And I'm thinking, okay, Okay, what, what's going to happen here next? And then it flew away, and it's starting to make that noise all over again, that birdie noise, whatever that was. And as I'm watching that, I'm, all I'm doing is I'm thinking about this. That little bird does not want to change. That little bird doesn't want to be different. Its life had been this wonderful place of, so to speak, a nest, it's been being fed, everything's wonderful, and now I'm on this stupid deck and there's the, the, my, my parents are yelling and, at me and I don't like it. Can I just share with you, you got a picture of who we are. That's us. God, somehow, over and over again, calling us, trying to call us out to be what He wants us to be, call us out to a better life, and we sit there first, and then we're kind of, and then we might take a couple steps, but we're not all in. We're not really saying yes to being different. We're just kind of doing whatever we have to to get along. Paul loves to bring us back to yesterday to remind us of how difficult it is 
for God to get our attention and for God to truly call us to a new, vibrant way of living and for us to want that. And I wrote down simply when I was reading that portion of Scripture, don't live in your yesterday. Don't live in your yesterday. Don't live the way we all lived before Christ, where we hesitated, where we held back, where we were, uh, we were afraid. We didn't want things to be different. We liked, we liked where we were at and don't, didn't want anything to mess that up. Don't live in your yesterday. Realize that God has something better for you. That's why He's calling. That's why He continues to call. That's why when you don't want even to hear Him, you're still hearing it. Because He's calling you out to something better. Next portion of Scripture there really has to do with not about your yesterday, but has to do with realizing today that God has already given you everything you need to be different. See, isn't that the thing that we hold, up, hold back on? Well, I can't possibly be or do what God is calling me to be because I don't have what I need. I'm not smart enough. I didn't learn enough. I, ha- I don't know the Bible well enough. I, I, you know, I, don't, like, I don't like people. I mean, that's, you can fill in the blank with all those different things. But the bottom line is, is what Paul always starts with, you were just like everybody else. You didn't want and didn't even think you wanted to be different. But God is calling you out. And if you've accepted Jesus Christ, see how to be in Christ? You must believe. And then you must confess. You must believe in the heart that Jesus Christ is your Lord. And, can, and if that has happened in your life, you're in. Now, you know what the problem with that is? If you're in, then you're not meant to be a bird that sits around and doesn't do anything and just waits to be fed. That's not the pro- A bird is supposed to do something. It's supposed to fly. It's supposed to fly. It's be- supposed to become like the nature and character of the one who has produced it. And that's what all of a sudden here, Paul begins to move into. To realize today that God has already done something in you so that you have everything you need to be different and be what God wants you to be. Look at what it says in verse 4. But because of God's great love, who is rich in mercy, He's made you alive with Christ Even when you were dead in transgressions, and is by grace you have been saved. And God has raised us up with Christ, seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. And then in verse 8 and 9 it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not about you. It is the gift of God, not of works, so no one can boast. Paul starts with the thing that's the hardest for us to believe. That God loves us. God loves us. Make it more personal. God loves you. If you can't believe that God loves you after what He has done for you and the gifts that He has given to you, how can you possibly believe that you can be different? See, it's at the very core 
of everything that has to do with not only who you are now, but who you are meant to be. Do you believe that God loves you? Because if you believe that God loves you, then you can believe that He has given you what you need so you can become what you're meant to be. It's just that simple. See, one of the things that happens with us and we need to understand is we can't be different unless we believe different. Let me say it again. You will never be different unless you believe differently. Differently about God. Differently about yourself. Differently about others. Just imagine if suddenly you began to believe the things that God says about you. I mean, what do you do with something when you start realizing that He says that He loves you and that He has given you new life? He's made me alive. And not only that, that He has raised me up with Christ. That He has put me in a place where He has given me a seat with Christ in heavenly places. You've got a reserved seat in the heavenly places with the Most High God. And we wonder whether He loves us. We wonder whether He really cares about us. We wonder whether He really wants and will help us to be different right here, right now, today. See, one of the things that happens most of all is, is we oftentimes don't necessarily want to be different. We want everything around us to be different. We want our circumstances to be different, but not necessarily that we're different. Years ago, I had a, a 1972 Grand Torino. This sweet ride. Yeah. And anyway, it was... But you know what happens with 1972 Grand Torinos? You have kids. You have kids that come into your life. And suddenly, as, as they begin to multiply and your view of what you need, it begins to change. And suddenly, the Grand Torino that used to be well cared for is not being cared for the same way anymore used to be shined and waxed and taken care of and all the... But as the days of... I'm thinking, I need something different. So I can tell you exactly what I did. I whined and complained to God. I mean, I don't know what you do, but that's what I do. I start whining. It's like, Lord, come on. Lord, come on, really. I, I, I got kids now. And, and, and I've got, I, I got a Grand Torino. I, I need a different car. And as I'm doing that, I'm looking out and I'm looking at it. And it's like, yeah, well, well look at it. Look at it. I mean, it was filthy, dirty. It had, it had what this bird drops on all over it. It's underneath the tree. It's covered with bird dropping. It's dirty. It's just a mess. And I'm pointing out to that going, I need a different car. And as soon as I said that and pointed at my car, the Lord whispered these words to me. Why would I give you a different car when you don't take care of the one I gave you? Ouch. See, I, I instantly realized something about how God views us. He, he's, he wasn't interested in whether I wanted a different car. He wanted me to be a different person. See, he wanted me to be different. I'll tell you exactly what I did. Went right outside. I instantly got a bucket of soap and water. I got, got the hose out. I started washing that thing, cleaned it inside, cleaned it out, did everything I did to make it shine and everything, made those wheels shine, did a little bit of wax job on it and everything back. And I, this is 
this is exactly what happened. I stepped back. I looked at that 72 Grand Torino, that baby, and I said, nice car. <laughs> nice car. See, one of the things that we, we just forget is that God, God is working on you and me to make us more like Him. Not more like what we want to be, more like Him. That we would see things from His perspective. That we would see things that need to happen not only in our life, but in the life of others around us based upon how He views that. And what happens so clearly with Paul is he's trying to hammer home this idea that if you remember yesterday what it was like to be without Him, and you begin to live today as if God has given you everything you need to be different, then you're in the place where you're going to be able to walk into and understand and experience a forever with God. A forever with God. It's not about the yesterday. It is about today and it is about forever. Paul, as he continues to write to them, he comes to a place where in, in uh, verse 10, he says these words. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. The word handiwork is, is just what it means. I mean, God, if you are in Christ, God has his hands all over you forever. Forever. I like that word, by the way. Forever. He's got his hands on you. When you are in Christ, he puts his hands on you and begins to make a masterpiece of your life. We seldom don't believe it, and certainly not when he's got his hands on us. When he starts shaping and molding and doing things different in our lives, there's a squirminess about us that says, well, maybe I don't really want to be different. Remember that little bird we were talking about? After a while, that little bird's sitting there, and one of them came down, fed it again right there on the edge, and then it did something different. They were still calling, but now this one came down right next to it, and after feeding it, began to do this. <laughs> just like, and the, you know what the little bird did? Yeah, it just, it just moved. It moved because it had to move. Because what was happening was that bird, that bird that had come down next, was now beginning to move and shift it and shift it. It had just fed it, but it's moving it towards something. It's not what that little bird wanted to do. But it is what the father bird, I use that because we're thinking of the father God, wanted him to do. And after doing that for a while, they flew. Do you know how far they flew? About 12 inches off the ground and about 10 feet. I mean, but it was, for me, it was like, whoa, that was big. Now, can I tell you one? That reminds me of my life. You know, where am I going with Jesus and the new things he wants to do in my life? Well, about 12 inches off the ground and maybe 10 feet. I mean, it's like, and for me, it's like, whoa, you see that? Wow. And, and you know what happens inside of me then? It's the same thing that happens inside of you. 
wow, God did that. That's, that's amazing. It's meant to be something that happens in us that moves us towards this idea of forever. I watch day after day. In fact, my wife said, you're a bird watcher. I said, I am not. She goes, yes, you are. I am not a bird watcher. She goes, yes, you are. You've got binoculars and you're watching a bird in a tree. And I'm thinking, okay, I am. I am. I'm watching. But I'm watching because I, I, I'm mesmerized. I'm mesmerized by this process of watching someone who's kind of stuck in their ways, a bird that's stuck in its ways, doesn't want to, beginning to move more and more into what it is meant to be. And that's what's supposed to happen in me. It's supposed to happen in you too. What takes place after that over a period of time is over and over again, there's things that take place. Next thing I notice, it's made it to a bush that's about three feet high. And once again, that bird did the same thing. The, the father bird came over, or the parent bird came over, went into that bush, fed it, and then started nudging it right out of the bush. I mean, it's like I'm going, am I, am I seeing this all over again? Yes, I am. But what takes place then is that little bird, once again, it flies. Only this time it flies a little bit higher. It goes into a tree. And as the days went by, what I noticed, it was it went higher and higher and higher until it was up on the highest Telephone line going through the backyard. It was, that's where it was. Haven't seen it since. You know, it's like, but that process, that process of it becoming what it's meant to be, to take on the image and nature of its parent, to take on the image and nature of the Most High God. That's the way God works with us. He works with us over and over, calls us out, calls us out, calls us out, nudges us, does all those things so that you and I will become who we're meant to be. Another picture I guess I would give you is, I had two of them I guess. One is, I had a son that was an art major. <clears throat> you know, that's what happens when you send your children to school and you say, I don't care what you, you major in, just graduate. I'm an art major. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, that costs the same. It costs the same. You know, I mean, there could have been, you know, engineering teacher, and, but no. Art, it's like, okay, got it. So I can still remember, though, going in on the last day of school when he had graduated, and we were going in, and we were getting some of the things in there, and where I was taken into was the art. They would call it a studio. I would call it the art mess. It's where you step in, and every, I mean, there's been all of these pottery things that have been made and formed and fashioned and there's broken pieces all over the place and there's dirt and there's dust everywhere and nothing really looks good until you get it out and you clean it up and you kind of hold it to like oh that's pretty good but it's like until that it's a... when God says of you and I <laughs> yet you Lord are our father we are the clay you are the potter, and we are all the work of your hand. See, it doesn't always look or feel like we're becoming what God wants us to be. But He's only asking that you allow Him forever to make you His masterpiece. Let Him form, shape, change the way you think, change the way you look at things. All you have to do is say yes. That's all you have to do is say yes. And I'm going to tell you this. I believe personally it's much better to say yes and fly 
than to be pushed out of a tree. I just, I'm just saying, I just think, I think, I think there's something that is said about, I mean, you, there, it's supposed to connect somehow in here that it's better to just say, yes, I want to be what you want me to be. I want to be different than to be pushed out of a tree, flapping our wings like crazy, going, I want to be different now. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. You do. I share all of that because I believe that what God wants us to understand and to really grab onto is that we're meant to be different. We're meant to be different. Different from the world around us. Different from those that don't serve God nor even think there is one. But that doesn't mean He's not calling them. See, that's the beauty. I, I love that we have a God that has not only called us, but is calling them to come into right relationship. But if you believe that you have been transported out of yesterday and you're living today with a God who loves you and is giving you everything you need to become different, then you literally can look forward to forever being the handiwork and hands of God on your life. That's my hope for you. It's my prayer for you, that you would not only remember your yesterday, but live in today and believe forever in what he wants to do in your life. I'm going to ask the worship team to come, and if you'd stand with me, I want to pray for you for just a moment. It's hard sometimes to believe that what's happening and what's going on in our life is the hand of God. We, we just don't see it. We somehow just look at those things and if they don't fit into something that makes us comfortable and makes it so that we feel like that's just what we were looking for, we have a tendency to want to resist it, to hesitate. God wants to do and create in you an amazing masterpiece and he does it point by point in a high school art class I was a principal for a while I, I remember going in and there was a, an arts, art, art student there in fact there were a number of them and they were working on something called uh, point design and, and what they had was all they had was a, uh, a pen with a point on it uh, an ink pen and they were just dot by dot by dot by dot by dot creating something. Now I can tell you what this guy thought. So I saw some dots. But as you watched and you saw what they began to create, I mean I started to say, hey, there's Batman. Oh my goodness, that's a, that's a lion. They were dot by dot painting an image, a masterpiece, one dot at a time. God is doing masterpiece in your life and it's point by point it's dot by dot we all want a big brush stroke we all want that stroke that says wow I'm all of a sudden I'm I'm just like Jesus today that's about two seconds for me and then I'm back to getting God working on me point by point by point molding and shaping trying to bring me to a place where I can truly 
represent the image of his son Jesus Christ because of what he's doing in here making me to be different point by point he wants to do that in you too Father in heaven we give you thanks and praise we thank you Lord for reminders about what it was like to be without you even more so Lord we are amazed when we think how much you love us the sacrifice of your son the cross the blood the, the reconciliation of all the ages of all the world that could be right with God peace with God because of what you've done but Lord even more so we are we're humbled to think that you would put your hands on our lives that you would take the time to point by point help us to be different and becoming more and more different we become more and more like you Lord that's the cry of our heart don't stop the work in us so that we might be of glory and honor to you and to your son Jesus because of what we're allowing you to do in us we have nothing to give but ourselves Lord and even that's a gift from you and so we offer it to you Lord have your way with us make us to be different Help us to hear your call and respond. Help us not to hesitate. Help us not to reject, Lord, the call or the push or the shove to become what you want us to be. We ask that, Lord, and invite that in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.